When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, just you know, stay positive. Hey, you know, uh, I think uh, talk to uh, Coach Coach Moore, uh, legendary coach, uh, Coach Peyton Manning back in the day. He's with the Buccaneers and just he, he offered some encouragement. Say, hey, you don't know when your opportunity is going to come, but you know, but you can always be ready for it. That's the only thing you can do. So um, that's the way I've tried to approach this year. And indeed, that's Mason Rudolph talking about. Uh, you know, this is in a little bit of time past, but he was talking to my former offensive coordinator. And Mason is right, the legendary Tom Moore, who is the quarterback whisperer. He's worked with some of the the greatest quarterbacks in the history of the NFL. And certainly, I will tell you, Max, you know, the fact is, uh, uh, Mason came out and he said, no word yet, Pickett's still in concussion protocol, and I'll wait to hear from Coach. And uh, yesterday, it was confirmed by Mason himself and others that um, he split reps uh, with the first team, and so it's on. And now we got to see how this is going to manifest itself as the days unfold here during the week, my friend. Yeah, yep. Yeah, it is. It is a fifty-fifty shot there, Wolf, um, with Mason and Mitch. <laughs> you would think they would have. They would have a decision and just right. pick one and go. Right. Just, right. Just right. Pick one and go. Why are we still trying to play games? Why right. are we still going through the gamesmanship of? Uh, I you know I get it if it's strictly for deception against Carolina. I would think that has to play. Come on, a little strategery. You know how that goes. You, you, you do. Yeah, I know. It's chestnut checkers, but it's like <laughs> if it's Mason, man, get him as many reps as possible, please. Right, I got so you. He, so, first so the of ring all, rust isn't as bad. Isn't first as bad. of all, you are more of a chess guy than I am checkers guy. You know what I mean? I, I'm I'm a yeah. checkers guy. I think you you always strike me as a chess guy. I, did you used to play yes. chess when you were growing up? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. see. And I, I, and I, I teach my, I taught my girls, and and they, they, they play chess. Even though it's like pulling teeth right now, that they're at that <laughs> awkward stage where they would rather play every other board game except for the one that requires you to think. So <laughs> that's why I like checkers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, oh, yeah. uh, old habits are yeah. hard to break, bro. Yeah, hey, I, I I get it, I get it, but but you know, I mean, listen, and, and they understand it, right? They understand what that is. Um, you know, it's just, you know, I want them to have that skill because you can play that game anywhere in the world, and everybody, it's, it, it is an international icebreaker for a lot of, for a lot of people, you know. So 
that's why I kind of harp on them to make sure that they understand it and they stay just just fresh on their skills. I'm not saying they have to go out and try and become a grand, you know, a grandmaster or anything, but <laughs> it you would know? be nice to have a world ranking, you know. Just, oh my heavens, I don't know. There's just a lot of thinker rating that goes on with chess. I mean, you know, and the fact is, when you have that much time to like, you know, you turn the hourglass over or whatever it is, and you know, you got to what is it? <laughs> How much time do you got in between each move? I mean, there th- there is a standard. I mean, you don't want to take too long, but I mean, that like in speed chess, when you're that that's the one where you're doing the time. Oh yeah. But I mean, yeah, they want you to move at a normal pace, but you can take <laughs> up to three minutes to make a move. Oh man, yeah, you know, I don't know, I, I, I I'm, I'm always second guessing myself. <laughs> I, you know, you that's like why I you, like chess. You do well at speed checkers, chess. I mean, what's that? You would do well at speed chess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I'd, I'd be over and hit done. The clock. Yeah, make a decision, hit the clock, and move on. That's right. Just, just do that, and then get on out after you lose in three minutes. <laughs> oh, oh man, it's 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 a slow start this morning. Absolutely. Um, but here, here here's the thing about it. You know, again. The strategy that goes into it, I, I understand. I, and if it's certainly if it's going to be Mason, um, number one, they don't really have a book on him. They got to go back to the preseason to be able to hunt down some film on him, go back to last year, go back to the year before. You know, I mean, there's not a lot out there on it. And I would think that uh, that kind of works in your favor. Yeah, it's like being a ninja, right? <laughs> <laughs> You don't know where you don't know where it's coming from. You don't know what you're, you're trying to guess what happened last year in this preseason, and try and extrapolate it into this week after so many weeks have gone by. And it would be I I feel like it would be a strategic advantage to have Mason in the lineup to go down there to Carolina and just kind of upset the apple cart, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think there's just some things that they wouldn't be prepared for with Mason. Now, I'm not asking him to go out there and turn into Kenny Pickett crazy legs, right? Right. Um, ru- you know, rushing down the field. No, absolutely not. But I do love the accuracy that most of the decisions and timing that Mason has to offer. Um, now, if he gets down there and he and then he has a Mitch Trubisky moment like last week, well, then, okay, let's pull him. I can't wait for Mitch to be in there. But, <laughs> but. Oh, well, the king is dead. Long live the king. <laughs> Exactamundo. Exactamundo. Yeah. Hail Caesar, you know. <laughs> um, and, and I do love the croutons with my Caesar salad. Oh, um, yes. Yeah. If you can't but, have crunch in that, what's, what's the use? Come on. Yeah, exactly. But I, but I think, you know, we, we, we talk about this, and I know, and I know it's not a merit-based system in the NFL. I acknowledge that, Wolf. But at the same time, I can't help but say I feel like Mason has earned at least one start. Before mm-hmm. the end of the year. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, like he's been he's been the cheerleader. He's been Mr. Positivity. It's only right to reward him with this opportunity because he's earned it right you're not just giving it to him. i feel like he's earned it in an auxiliary role and, and that that's the reason why i think you know it might sound like 
you know, a broken record. It might be something that we're like, why are, why are they talking so much? Because, I mean, listen, because we were once players. Right. I would have loved to have had somebody advocate for me when I was on the bench, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and believe in me and also, you know, give me that, that, that public smoke, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so that, that, that's all we're trying to do is trying to paint a picture. And let's be honest. I think Mason gives us a better shot to win. And isn't that the, Unless, that's the sole yeah, reason to do something, yeah. right? What gives you the best opportunity to win? Absolutely. Absolutely. Five and eight, Wolf. We're five, five and, and eight. eight. Yep. In case anybody was wondering, we're still five and eight. <laughs> exactly so, so i mean and yeah. the people that say what do you got to lose i say what do you got to win you know i mean the thing yeah. about it is you know you don't make a change like that at quarterback without thinking that it ups your ability to get a win you know we've seen we've seen now what mitch can do and he's very capable all right the three interceptions extremely unfortunate but he was going for the win he was trying to do something positive, right? And yet it was it was some bad decisions there. But at the same time, you know, you know he's he can come off the bench and move the club. You know, um, let let Mason. I, I I think it's it's time. I think it's time. Maybe he gives the the guys a good spark. Who knows? You know what I mean? But he certainly again. I come off of his last two, uh, you know, games where you know he, he it was regular season. Um, and then his work in the preseason. And I thought he, again, he was the best coming out of the preseason. And uh, and as I said, I know this is Kenny's team. And yet, you made the decision that's the way to go. But the fact of the matter is right here, right now, with four games left, to, in my mind, I think the opportunity should be given to Mason based on what they see this week, if indeed it goes as well as, as uh, I think it could go. Yeah, no, you know. I- and here, and th- and that's where it's like, why not? Why not? Well, but where's the pride? I mean, I mean, you know, when we look at this, unless unless there's something that you know about Mason that we don't, and he does not give us the best option to win. Right, right. But, but by prefacing that, also I'm saying that, well, he looked pretty good in preseason last time we saw him. And we know that he wasn't going to really get the starting job opportunity. So he already knew he was coming into an auxiliary role, and he's accepted that role. Almost like Russell Westbrook coming off the bench for the Lakers. Yep. You're like, ah, can he do it? Can he not do it? He looks phenomenal coming off the bench. We're like, oh, if we would have known, just had to stop making you the starter for you to shoot better, that would be great. <laughs> um but Mason Mason might be that guy that can can come off the bench, at with reps, of course. Not we're not we're we're not talking about the tie with Ben right. last year when Ben came out and he had he kind of got thrown in there. No, this is one where you kind of know it up through the week. If there's gamesmanship, there's gamesmanship. That's what that's what that's that's what this country's made off of, you know, is 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 being able to be at your best. And be at a moment's notice. Be ready. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that. I, I hope that it's the opportunity. I know they're still splitting. We'll see. I guess we won't know till Friday, probably at the earliest. Right. Right. Is that right? Yeah. Could be. So we might not. It might be game time. You just don't know if he keeps this. Oh, that is true. You well, know? Well, but then, but Kenny would be ruled out by then, though. 
Oh yeah, but I'm talking. You talking about Kenny? I thought you were talking yeah, about him declaring the starter. I see what you're saying. No, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but yeah, Kenny not being the starter. Yes, there you go. <laughs> yeah, they're sorry. Yeah. I, I realized, I was like, man, I, I get tripped up sometimes with my long soliloquy. So, yes. <laughs> we'll know by Friday whether Kenny is in or out as the starter. And then we can figure out the Mitch and Mason probably, like you said, on game day. Well, you know, I, I always go back to what the godfather, the great Stan Saverin says about situations. When all else fails, root for the story. And the story, in my mind, could it be that you, you've got a guy like Mason Rudolph who's worked so hard? He's been, uh, he's been a, a great teammate all along. He's, uh, you know, competed. He competed hard, but he's never said anything, you know, uh, to you know to discourage what what's going on about the competition and whether he felt that he did or did not get a real shot at getting the number one job. But he's. He's just kept his mouth shut and gone about his business and been supportive and been a good teammate throughout the season. And simply put, wouldn't this be kind of a neat story if if uh, Mason is able to do something special here for a week, two weeks, who knows, four? Or, you know, it, and, and if he moves on, of course. You know, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. It, you know, it's like it's like Tom Moore was telling him, you know, to stay up, stay ready. You never know when that opportunity comes, and that opportunity could be knocking this week. It'd be really interesting. And and you know what? Tom Moore is just a great man. I I, I love that guy. He was so good and instrumental. I love when a lot of people were getting on Bubby Brister back in the day, and uh, I remember standing there, and Tom goes, and, and Bubby says. I don't know. He says, it seems like I get more and more trouble if I try to push the ball down the field or whatever. Tom goes, if it goes bad, tell him it's on me. <laughs> he said, put it square yeah. on my shoulders, man. <laughs> you know, I mean, Tom yeah. was just always that stand-up guy that was just, hey, put it on me, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, like when in doubt, hey, listen, I just told you to do this. If, yeah. if, if it doesn't go the way, hey, I'll take all the criticism in the world. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm I'm trying to make you better. Absolutely. And that, and that, that's, that's all you can ask for in a coach, you know, that the coach will believe in you uh, to go do whatever it is that you need to do. Um, but, but, you know, but I, I but I, you know, cause I had, cause I had, I had coached more briefly. Did in you? Arizona. Oh yeah, yeah that's Arizona. right. He was down in Arizona. I forgot. Yep. You know, one of, Hey, listen, him and BA were, he, he made sure that, that Tom was around wherever B.A. was. So that was pretty cool to see Coach Moore. And Coach Moore, you know, he just slowly but surely, you know, he'd take his little, his, his little walk at a little pace, and he'd be there. He, and he would come up, he's like, you know, when he come to the offensive line, he's like, just just, just get the guy blocked in front of you. Like, I don't care. <laughs> he was so cool, man. I'm telling I you. I mean, and what do you say to Tom Moore when he comes up and tells you that? It's like, okay, yeah. Yeah, yes, sir, I, I, I'm doing my best. I will make sure that <laughs> I get him blocked for you, you know? It's just, But just dry and to the point. But you could tell there's so much knowledge up there. Yeah, there, there's no the man, question. The man has forgotten more football than I can ever hope to learn. You know? Oh, isn't that the I truth, mean, man? He, yeah. he, he is a pure gem. To watch him, like, just – work through and talk through with with like, like off the top of his head like yep. what the defensive construct is supposed to be because he just he knows it and he can rep it in his head 
That, that That's tremendous. You know, it's so funny. He was up at training camp probably, this is before COVID hit, and um, I saw him up there, and I says, uh, so I, I sidled up next to him and go, hey, coach, how you doing? We started talking, I go, hey, do you remember that time in uh, at Three Rivers when we were practicing on a Friday? Now, remember, we're in pads, full pads, right? Doing short yardage, oh. goal line, and then, you know, the down and distance stuff that you – but, you know – down in distance, and, and just before we go to break here, uh, he, you know, I says to him, I says, do you remember that day that we ran like a, that toss 28 crack over and over? He goes, oh, yeah, we ran that 28 times. I was like, you remember that? I mean, he exactly <laughs> remembered how run it again, run it again. We ran a 20, we ran a toss 28 crack a number of times with 28 reps in just the one short yardage period alone. It was unbelievable. He kept making us run it over because Tunch kept screwing it up, I think. <laughs> we'll blame him. <laughs> there it is. When in doubt, blame Tunch. But isn't that just amazing that he can actually pull that up in his memory banks? Oh, just And give you that so situation sharp, and talk through it. I mean, yeah, that's what makes Awesome. That's what, that's what makes him great. But, hey, we're going to step aside, Wolf. First break of the day. Yes. And when we come back, we'll continue to talk and break well, down. Remember, kind of- we got cool Brit. Yeah, Cool Breeze coming up today. Today's Thursday, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, Thursday. Is he this segment? I thought he was, I, I don't know why I thought he was next segment. My bad. So, we will step aside. On the other side, we got the Cool Breeze. <laughs> Jerry Julek himself coming up next here in the locker room. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, back in the locker room and it is, it is guest time. It is time to be with the one, the only Jerry Dulac brought and Jerry is brought to you by Chipka's Two Cafe, located in the historic South Side, where you can catch all football and hockey action on their 17 TVs and enjoy $3 Coors Light. Remember, the mountain has to be blue before you drink it. Uh, <laughs> Jerry, how are we today? Cool breeze. It's more like a mountainy breeze today. How are you, my friend? Well, Max, you know, I'm terrific. I certainly hope you are. I know Wolf is because he's in the same dreary weather that I am. <laughs> and we try and keep our chin up as best we can. And uh, we're like the Steelers. We'll keep grinding until they tell us we're not supposed to grind anymore. <laughs> there it is. No Go doubt ahead, about it. No doubt about it. Now, look, Jerry, we've been kind of waiting. You know, um, Mason confirmed yesterday that uh, he split some reps um, the fact is, you, you, you we're coming down to the second day. Do you think they're any closer to naming a starter? And where do we know? What, where is First of all, where is Kenny at right now? Well, I um, you know, Wolf, I don't know where he is in the protocol. Um, right. And, of course, even if he is cleared to practice. Now, a, a positive step was that he was out on the practice field yesterday. While he was limited, right. he was still out there, which means he's still going through the process. Of course, um, and, and I don't know if what he did yesterday uh, qualifies as exertion or full football activity, which is the final step of the five-step protocol process that the player has to go through before he's cleared. Um, but it is certainly the fourth step. So 
um, you know, how he reacted to yesterday will determine what he will do today. Um, but if he is cleared to play, if he passes, clears the protocol, he will play. This idea that the Steelers need to shut him down is really just preposterous. Uh, you know, first off, for any athlete who wants to play football and does play football, knows he plays with some inherent risk of injury, concussion, career-ending injury at a moment's notice. Every every football player, you guys well know, professional player, mm-hmm. accepts that risk when they go on the field. There is no medical evidence to suggest that just because you've had one concussion you means that you are likely to have another. It Just because you've had two concussions does not mean you are likely to have a third. There is no medical evidence to suggest that among the top people who have researched this, who began this concussion uh, uh, testing, who do brain injury research uh, better, maybe greater than anybody in the world than the people here at UPMC. They are at the forefront of that. They've been the leaders in that. Uh, in that area, and they will tell you that there is no evidence to suggest that. So people who say, well, they should shut Kenny Pickett down because he's had um, um, two concussions. I mean, the, the suggestion is really, um, you know, it's it's unwarranted, right. it's unsubstantiated, and really, like I said, to me, it's just preposterous. Well, well and, and I think that that's kind of where we're at. Like, where, where does the protection happen? jerry nowadays i mean you know like <clears throat> we, we we're so worried about oh my gosh what, what's gonna happen here if a guy and his future it's like no we don't know what we have still you know one of the things that you know and and this is this is craig's brother ron who i who i, who I work with uh, that i'm referencing here but ron brings up a good point is that he's like you don't know what you have you know, especially in quarterbacks, for at least three years, right? Um, and, and because they don't, they have to learn. Then they have to show that they actually remembered what they learned, <laughs> and then they have to mature. <laughs> and so it's like it's those stages of maturity. So it's when people, are, oh gosh, you don't know, and and everything else. It's like we we have some of the best out out at UPMC, and. Trust me, in that PM&R department and their neuroscience and everything else, knowing what my wife, you know, and the relationships that she has with those friends, you know, over there, they're, 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 they're the best. They're the best, right. and, and no doubt we trust their decisions. Um, but like you said, there is, no, there is no evidence that just because you've had them and you've had a couple of them does not mean that now that's like a symptom or a disease. Um, you know, my thing is, is that, you know, what is the sense that how long will it go? You know, I know Kenny will always be on ice, but who's going to be the top option if Kenny can't go? Has there been any indication of, is this something that's carried? I know they split them yesterday. Are they splitting today and then splitting on Friday? Or by Friday, if you don't have Kenny, will they just pick one and just go with it? Has there been any indication about what they're going to go about as far as the process of picking beyond Kenny? You know, Max, as you know, Mike uh, Mike Tomlin is way too calculated to let a mystery, if you will, just kind of boil and simmer all the way up until Saturday when they get on the plane. 
or at the walkthrough. He has not told Mason Rudolph that he's going to start. Um, and I just get the sense, uh, and I don't know why it would be otherwise, to be honest, that Kenny, uh, excuse me, that Mitch Trubisky will start if Kenny Pickett is not cleared to play. But I also believe that if Mitch would go into the game and throw some interceptions, then I could see uh, Mitch getting the Mason Rudolph treatment from the Cincinnati game several years ago where at halftime he was struggling and then they pulled, pulled the plug and put Duck Hodges in the game. That was in 2019. I could see that happening at this point. Now, the problem with that, if there is a short leash, now you're having Mitch Trubisky play the way he played early in the season. Exactly. Which is, which is cautious, conservative, don't make a mistake. And let's face it, fellas, I'm not certainly dismissing three interceptions. But if they kick, if that field goal isn't blocked, they win the game and we're not having any of this discussion and everybody is saying, wow, they moved up and down that field and that offense created quick strikes, big plays, opportunities. I mean, look at the opportunities they had in those, you know, three of the Oh, I think we oh, just hello. You there, Jerry? Did we just, I think we just lost here. Jerry. Okay. Whoa. All right. That <laughs> well, let us know that we lost Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> I, hope he's okay. I heard, I, I heard a uh, a tractor. Yeah. He must have been out out back at the facility on the south side. I hope the tractor exactly. didn't get him. <laughs> Yeah, ho- hopefully, hopefully, you know, he, he finished the overseeding um, for the grass out back. Uh, <laughs> exactly so. <laughs> yeah. But he, Jerry but, does make yeah. a great point, Max. I mean, you think about it. You know, um, yeah, had that field goal uh, not been blocked, this, again, it would be a different conversation. But then, you know, if, if a bullfrog had wings, he wouldn't womp his butt every time he jumped, right? I mean, so it's yeah. ifs, ands, or buts. It's, it's tough. It's a tough call. I just I'm kind of like sitting there. I, I again I go back to Stan Severin. You know when 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 all else fails, root for the story and what a story that would be. But that's no way to obviously make uh you know make a decision based on well you know which quarterback you want to be able to go go down and and do something with. Um, Mitch would be yeah I could see that you know if it would be yeah. halftime and a switcherouski or something like that. Who knows? Well I tell you it yeah. does make it intriguing, does it not? It does make it intriguing, and it leads for good debate like this, like we're having right here on the show. Um, I know we're going to effort to try and get Jerry back, if at all possible. Um, right. That beeping sound made me feel less confident about the, us being able to get him. <laughs> well, what I what I wanted to ask him, too, was, you know, as you – and this I'm asking you right now. As we look at this last quarter of the season – oh, oh we, we got oh, Jerry we, back. That's right. Save that question, I'm, ba- I'm back. I'm back, fellas. We're afraid the lawnmower man got you or something. Well, yeah, I, I, I'm glad you heard that. But, of course, I'm, I'm inside, inside the facility. Uh, you know, they'll be inside today. I'm positive. You know, I, fellas, I was on such a roll there. I made so <laughs> many good points. You did. I, I, I'm oh. disappointed that it dropped. I, I, that might have been an award-winning segment, and now it's probably <laughs> lost to Lord knows where. Well, um, <laughs> make sure you de- eat an extra chocolate chip cookie down there today. <laughs> I'll try to, but I, Wolf, if you're showing up, I don't have to worry about the supply <laughs> diminishing. <laughs> no doubt. Okay, Jer. So we, we we discussed that. All right, now 
the last quarter of the season, is there anybody that you want to see maybe being highlighted? You know, I mean, take a look at a guy like a Mark Robinson. Boy, I would love to see if he could make any sort of progress given the opportunity over the last month of the season. Or maybe somebody like Isaiah Loudermilk. Well, you know, Wolf, um, if there were a guy um, that, that you you said the one that I think is the one that they would like to get on the field if possible and take a look at, and that is Mark Robinson. Um, they really like the kid, what they've seen of him. They really like, he just doesn't understand right now, you know, mm-hmm. as a guy one who switched positions, uh, you know, was a former running back. Right. Uh, you know, he's a rookie. Um, but they like what they see of the guy. And, you know, obviously with the, the, the uncertainty at that position for next year, you know, he would be the logical choice. We have seen Isaiah Loudermilk. Uh, not as much this year as mm-hmm. we thought we would. Part of that was some injuries early on. But I've never quite understood why they um, had him inactive as long as they did when he was healthy. Uh, to play part of that was the Marvin Leal but you know what I mean fellas I don't have to tell you that you know it's just another year Tyson won't be back next year Mm. Um, uh, Cam's going to be 34 who knows if they're going to re-sign Larry Ogunjobi they signed him to a one-year deal because they you know they were uncertain about his physical his ability to to last through a season right Um, so you know obviously Isaiah Lottermick's going to be part of the future and so, yeah, I think, guys, uh, he's another guy who needs to play more. But we have seen some of him. I, but to your question, yeah, Mark Robinson is probably the one player, if you said to me, who should they take a look at and who would I, who I would like to see them take a look at, he would be the guy. Yeah, now you, you said something really good there, Jerry, and you were talking about louder milk and Leal. Before the lawnmower oh. got him or after? <laughs> after the lawnmower. <laughs> a- a- after the po- post lawnmower. Post lawnmower, man. Um, but, you know, Chris Wormley is, is on IR. Right. And so there's a hole there, there to be filled. And like you said, Tyson Alawalu is not back next year. I mean, who who does this opportunity benefit the most with the void that Chris Wormley has left with his injury? It, it benefits the most, uh, Max, Andy Weidel. <laughs> because it sets them up. <laughs> because it sets them up for the draft and and you know max i know you're on this same train uh as i am and wolf i would imagine the same i know max is only because we've talked about it um they had an opportunity last year when especially when they showed a willingness to try to trade up in the draft to kenny to draft kenny pickett if they were willing to do that and try to do that that shows they were willing to part with some draft capital and if you are willing to move up in the draft, if you were trying, which they did, then to me, they needed to go get a game wrecker, a guy on the defensive line, somebody who's a bleep disturber, if you know what I mean. And that right. is Jordan That is Jordan Davis. And they didn't do that. And so to me, it's not just that you need a stud on the defensive line. Nothing against DeMarvin Leal. I'm, I'm sure he'll be a nice player. But you need a Cam Hayward. You might even need a Stephon to it. You need a stud that you get in the first round. The same is true on the offensive line. While I like what they have done, and I like the right side of the line, starting with Mason Cole, 
you need a stud on the offensive line. You need Marquise Pouncey. You need a David DeCastro. And I don't care what else you think is out there. It is time. It has been time. But it is definitely time to rebuild those lines of scrimmage with with young star type players not average players not fourth round picks not third round picks first round picks and no lower lower than a second round pick so max i know i didn't answer your question directly but to me um that's where it has to go next year but most immediately i think you'll see a lot more of demarvin leal and you will see um you will see, um, uh, you know, Isaiah Loudermilk as well. And God bless the contributions of Montravius Adams and guys like that. I, I mean, no, that those guys are great for depth. But if you want this defense to be what you claim it can be, um, then it starts right up front. And they, and when once they lost to it, and Cam's getting older, they just don't have that up front. Uh, anymore, and it's and a whole lot true on the other side of the ball too. Even though I give a lot of props to that offensive line for the way they've played this year. You know, one of the the, the key guys that you mentioned there was again Loudermilk. Loudermilk really reminds me of those guys. You know, like Brett Kiesel, Aaron right, Smith. Right. You get a couple. You need two to three years oh. to number one pack some beef on them. Make sure that you get that uh, that six seven size, which you know he's still got the speed, the quickness available to him. But Max, I'm going to throw it to you too. I, I think you can put some meat on this guy, get some squatations, get him going up and down. You know, with a barbell with heavy manhole covers on it, and eating a lot of steak and raw meat. And uh, I think I think it, it, he could really improve himself by putting on some you know good twenty pounds. Yeah, well, I would hope he'd at least go Pittsburgh rare, you know, not, not, not all the way raw, first and foremost. You know, get a little char on the outside, a little chewy in the middle. Um, but, no, I think you're absolutely right. I think that was something we identified at the end of last year, Wolf. Yeah. Um, was because remember when we got to that point where, you know, we were like, oh, my God, we got to play Isaiah and Loudermilk. Oh, my God, he's not in the lineup. Yeah. You know, we got away from that in his rookie year. Yeah. And then we come to this year where there's a lot more competition, a lot more depth that came into camp, and Isaiah kind of got lost in the shuffle with everything. But, you know, he's a guy that still could benefit to be a little bit bigger, to put on some good lean body mass and and become, I would hope, more like a uh, like an Aaron Smith type. Right. Because uh, I think he has that wider frame. You know, he has the hips. Because that was the one thing that Aaron Aaron Smith had, you know, it, it, you never we never talked about it. But he was a very hippie individual. And that, and, and that, <laughs> Wait a minute. Your yeah, man right. card was just called into question no, there, right? No, well, <laughs> but, I, no. I, I, but wait, he, Max, yeah. Woodstock, Woodstock yeah. was before his generation. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That is true. Oh, what a great true comeback. Um, but when I say that, it's because – when you play that 3-4 defensive end type, if that's what you're going to do, that's another thing we can get right. to later, to be or not to be 3-4. Yeah. That is a question moving forward. No question. Um, no question. But if he is going to be in that mold, you got you got to, you got to have the butt and the butt and the ham hocks. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Right. To be able to post and and take on the double teams and funnel things to your backers. I think that that's what Isaiah can be. So, I'm saying that in a positive masculine type of way so somebody is trying to pull my man card on that one 
But you have you have, you know it's it's the engine for the D line. You gotta have you gotta have the butt and the hips, and you gotta have that because that's where the power comes from when you're talking about doing those type of jobs. Now, if he's going to be a four-three defensive end slash D tackle, then maybe not so much. Right? Maybe he can be at that size and and proportions. But if you are going to do more three-four concepts. Then yes, he, he he needs to add he needs to add a little bit more, right? And they're not going to change out of their thirty-four because of what they have on the edge with T.J. Watt. So yes, yeah, so he's going to have to be a thirty-four defensive end. Uh, I agree with you. What hurt him this year too was he got hurt in training camp, so he missed the end of the preseason, and that just dragged into the regular season. But what you know what they were hoping for from him, they saw early that development into year two, that big step forward. Um, but you know, he's already, he's a 310 pound guy now, 305 to 310, you know, uh, I think we, the lawnmower yeah, got him again. I felt like that sounded more like a shotgun pop, but you know, <laughs> I mean, let's get out of there. Let's go. Get out of the firing race. Get out of the fire. We better go to break well, here, my friend. Well, with that one. So, so Jerry is not brought to us by, by, uh, <laughs> Jeff goes too. John Deere. <laughs> he's not brought to us he, by John he's Deere. Brought to us he's by brought to us by John Deere. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's brought to us by Chipkins Two Cafe uh. on the historic South Side. You can go there and watch all the hockey and football action. They got 17 TVs. They got it all from every angle. Then you can also enjoy those three dollar Coors Light. Uh, when we come back, we'll we'll digest uh, kind of what Jerry was talking about. We'll continue further in the locker room. You're in the locker room, Wolf and Starks on SNR and ESPN Radio. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, you know, one of my favorite players I want to talk about is Zach Gentry. You know, the 612. I first of all, just, you know, I just love the fact that he got a, a nickname like that. I just think it's hilarious. But uh, regardless of that, Max, you know, Zach has really had a road coming from, uh, you know, El Dorado, where is it, New Mexico? El Dorado High School yeah. in Albuquerque. Albuquerque, is, as Bugs Bunny used to say. Um, <laughs> Albuquerque. Yeah, Albuquerque. <laughs> I should have taken a left-hand toying at Albuquerque. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyhow, he comes out of New Mexico, goes to Michigan. He's, gonna, he's a quarterback. He's a big-time quarterback recruit. And you get there, and Harbaugh says, you know what, you're going to be a tight end at some point in time. And, you know, he makes that jump, and he comes out in the NFL, and now he's making the transition not just from a quarterback to tight end, but also the transition from a tight end whose primary job was that as a pass catcher to one who now is to block opposing linebackers and defensive ends, and he's doing a great job of it. And, uh, you know, hats off to a young man making that transition. Well, I think that, and that that's the biggest thing, right? Like when you like when you're in college, you know, you come in as the man at, at a certain position. Sometimes you're asked to do other things, but when you get to the pros, you know, Mike Tomlin said this the first year he came. He said 
Listen, availability is the best ability, but the next best is flexibility. <laughs> right. Right. You have to be flexible. You know, you know, I don't know if do you remember Mike's first couple years? He handed out these shirts to 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 the team and they said use me on the front of them. No, I didn't. Do I don't remember those? that. No. So so there were these white dry fit shirts and and and, and a big square it was like black and gold, and it was kind of half and half, and the top said use. It was black with yellow letters, and then the bottom half, it was yellow with black letters, and it said use me. <laughs> and so it was it was to indicate that, you know, like when you talked about like the two, like the two dogs, one bone, and all these other different things that he had early on um, when he was creating all the Tomlinisms that we know and love today, right. you know, over a decade and a half later. This was like the origin of those things, and that was that flexibility. It was no matter what, you know, got you here, realize that the ability to be flexible will keep you here. Right. And, you know, that was something even in my career, Wolf, right? Mm-hmm. You know, because I started out as a right tackle. Right, <clears throat> correct. I then went to left tackle, mm-hmm. and then I was also playing that jumbo tight end slash H back. I was, they also put me in motion H back. You're the entire alphabet back. (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Hey, 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 all right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But, but you know, and then, and then I was playing like, I was playing short yardage and goal line defense. I was, I was on the field goal block, you know, like, right. I, 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 you have to, and I think that's kind of what you have to do to make yourself even more invaluable when they say, you know what? When I look at that name on the list, this guy can do more for me than just the one position. So that's why he's more invaluable, right? Because he's a flex piece that we can use um, anywhere, and we can deploy him in multiple places. And that, and that, that's that, and that's what Zach Gentry's done, right? Right. He's become that guy who you can depend on to be at the point of attack, but he can also play the backside and be the relief guy on a shovel pass or a screenplay mm-hmm. as opposed to catching the ball downfield. He's made himself that guy. And he's also our emergency quarterback, by the way. If oh, you're yes. ever wondering if we get down, you know, to the backup and the backup might get injured, like is Zach Gentry is the guy that's going in because he's a former quarterback. So just in case people were wondering. So that's just that that that's just a great asset to have. And there's and you know what I love about it the best? What's that? There, there's no ego involved with yeah, it, right? Right. You just do what you got to do, and that's that's and that that's one of the things that you know when you're looking at guys and you're like, man, you know, what does it mean to be an NFL? That, that's the epitome of it, right, Wolf? Yep. It's I'm just here to put my hand in the pile. However, however my hand gets used in that pile, I'm I, I'm okay with it. You know why? Because I want to help my team win. And if th- if you think, coach, this is the best option for us to win, I'm ready to do it. I'm ready to put my face in the fan. I'm ready to die, you know, run into the fire, right? I'm not going I have more fight than flight in my instincts. Right. <laughs> you know. Yes. That and, and and that and that's a, that's a cool thing and you know and and Zach, he does it with a smile. He's a, he's also a budding, you know, a budding content creator mm-hmm. with with their right. lovely tight end fireside chats with grilling and chilling. Yes. I I look at the it's, it it tickles me every time when the show starts they have that pack of hot dogs sitting on the oh, I know. in the packaging 
and they're like they're like poking at it. It just it it, it makes my day. Well, <laughs> the fun thing about it is if you and I were on it with them, we'd eat we'd eat the yeah. dogs raw. You know, <laughs> we would we would. Because <laughs> you know what, you just chop them up and just put a little toothpicks in them. That's no germ. It's right. already <laughs> it's sensational. Fancy. It's fancy at that point. You know, it's you dangerous know? for the two of us to be partners. In this, because yeah. we both are foodies. <laughs> oh my god! And well, and, and here's the best part: though. It's, it's good that that like I'm I'm not there every day because right. we would both probably be 400 pounds. <laughs> so because yeah, they, they, there would definitely be like, hey guys, can we just have you guys just with a camera when you guys go out to lunch af- after work? <laughs> you know, and then next thing you know, it's like they're they're wheelbarrowing us into into the uh, into the studio every day. <laughs> We wouldn't be in that closet, though, after a year, though. That that is true. I will say this. One of us could handle it a little bit better than the other one. (laughs) I mean, yeah. And I wonder who that would be. (laughs) You know, it it would be like a meatball sub versus versus a double-stuffed seed steak. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, we're going to pack it in there however. It's just... One, one, one gets a little bit wider. The other one just gets just gets exponentially bigger. <laughs> <laughs> he looks, as I've said before about myself, I look like I was ten pounds of potato or five pounds of you know ten pounds of potatoes in a five pound sack. I finally got there it right. Go. I had to get that right. Oh yeah. my goodness! All right, we better go to break before they kick us out. Yeah, yeah, that is true. All right, we're gonna step aside. Wolf, what's the next hour? The power hour. That's right. We're here at the Power Hour coming up next in the locker room with Wolf and Starks and Ninja Jacob today. Guest sitting in for Wesley Euler. You're here on SNR and ESPN Radio. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 